Welcome to Selling Luxury, brought to you by the editors of Luxury Travel Advisor. Today, Ruth Ann Torero chats with Terry Hansen, Senior Vice President of Virtuoso, on how luxury travel advisors can enhance their marketing efforts to new and existing clients. Terry, welcome. It's really great to speak to you today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I thought what we could do, I'm really excited about this conversation because we're going to talk about how travel advisors can promote and market themselves and their businesses. First of all, can you tell us what you do at Virtuoso and what your experience in this field is? Yeah, sure. I uh, head up all of the marketing and PR and communications activities for Virtuoso as SVP of marketing. I've been here for about 15 years and I have a 17-year career prior to this in the travel industry. And when I joined Virtuoso, I was, you know, immediately understood that the task really was to tell the world that travel agents still existed and actually explain the difference between back then what was a travel agent and, of course, today is a travel advisor. And um, it's it's a great uh, opportunity to do something that I truly believe in. And uh, we, we do that in a variety of formats. You know, we have a, a huge array of marketing um, channels that we promote uh, the travel advising community to not only their current clients, but uh, prospective clients as well. Um, that, you know, the consortium marketing that's available to virtuous advisors runs anywhere from email marketing, direct mail, uh, travel catalogs, and high-end luxury travel publications, and a lot more. Um, so that's my role, and I have an amazing team who comes to work every day uh, with the sole purpose of helping travel advisors promote themselves to the public so that they sell more luxury travel. And so even if a travel advisor has some knowledge of this, you guys are right there to help them and really push out materials, information that will help them get even better at marketing themselves. Absolutely. You know, what our kind of our mission is, is to um, get amazing content out there in the marketplace on behalf of the advisor. So everything we do, whether it's a printed publication or a digital, you know, something digital, email or social, um, it is customized and personalized with the agency logo and the uh, specific advisor's name and call to action. Mm -hmm. The whole goal of this kind of marketing is to um, have something really beautiful, really effective, um, and really targeted to the right consumer at the right time. And that allows the advisor to focus on their day job, which is, of course, planning travel for their clients. And what we were talking about earlier was so interesting because uh, so many of the luxury travel advisors we know that you know that you work with love their jobs and their heads are down during the day and they're just working hard. They're getting new clients. They're they're keeping their existing clients happy. They're working. And sometimes even the best forget to market themselves. Um, can you talk to us about how important it is for a travel advisor to keep their presence in the marketplace? 
Well, yes, and it's critical. And I think most people probably intuitively know that. But when you wake up in the morning as a travel advisor, your time is actually not always your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're at the mercy of what may be happening around the world as you've got clients in, in dozens of different places at one time. And so you might wake up in the morning with the best of intentions to work on your client database and, you know, figure out, you know, you know certain marketing plans or a strategy. And, of course, that's going to always give way to your client needs in the moment, whether they're traveling or whether they're calling because they're planning something. And so uh, while most people realize it's important, having the the time to do it is, is another thing altogether. And I think that's where Virtuoso or any consortia can really help travel advisors. And I think the number one thing that they, they need to realize is that there is a time commitment, uh, especially of keeping your client and prospect database up to date. Uh, but then from there, you know, everything at Virtuoso anyway is completely automatic. And so the advisors tell us which magazine we produce they want sent to their client. We, an automatic subscription is sent that's customized as a gift from the advisor to the client. Um, and then all of the other tactical marketing is uh, goes out under their name. And so, again, it's completely turnkey. And these kinds of marketing programs uh, that consortias offer are huge because, again, um, the content is beautiful, done by professional writers and designers, and the offers that come in from the preferred partners are timely, they're good, they're, they're customized to us uh, with with perks and benefits that the consumer can't get when they book on their own. And so that kind of marketing machine uh, being done on your behalf mm -hmm. while you focus on selling is, is a huge, a huge benefit. Um, and I think, you know, it's important for people to understand that, you know, there's all kinds of data out there in the world about marketing. And, and you know, if you're trying to get a consumer to purchase something or try something new for the first time, you know, there's data that says it may take anywhere from six to 10 impressions and sometimes many, many more, especially something in the luxury sector. Um, it takes six to 10 impressions for that consumer to actually take the leap and and try something. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not marketing your product or service, um, someone else is uh, to that, that client or that prospect. So I think that's, that's really important to remember. I think, you know, one other thing to also keep in mind is that um, if you've got a great list of clients who spend you know, a great deal of money on travel, um, you also need to stay in front of those people, too, on a regular and consistent basis. Because in today's world, people are getting bombarded with messages from every channel out there, whether it's uh, TV or print or uh, podcasts or social <laughs> media, you name it, right? Yep. And if and you're actually not – you're competing for discretionary dollars uh, when you sell luxury travel because that consumer can spend that money on a new car or remodeling a kitchen at their home. So you have to keep in mind that, um, that you're not that, – that, that's – that's the reality out there when people are, are figuring out where and how they want to spend their money. And it's just important to keep the idea of, you know, wandering the world and, you know, crossing things off your bucket list, that concept front and center. That's so interesting because we know that the affluent consumer is being targeted for travel products all over the place, perhaps directly, direct mail. They see, as you say, on TV, 
um, podcasts, whatever it might be, they have a lot of travel information being pushed to them. And we always think of that as the competition. But as you say, it's luxury products in general. So perhaps you do have this big trip you want to take, but you want to remodel your kitchen, buy a car, move, you know, buy a new house. So that's the, right. the competitor or, or other luxury suppliers, luxury goods. Um, do you have data that kind of supports some of the things that we're talking about? We do, and I think um, it's it's really important to understand that, it, again, getting in front of that client on a regular basis can absolutely increase spend. And so even if you have a big client that plans one or two big trips a year, you can actually change the game by marketing to them on a regular basis. We've got data at Virtuoso um, through millions of consumers and, and even more transactions. And every year we take a look and we look at what consumers spend or what clients spend with their advisor if they're not receiving any marketing from Virtuoso. You know, nothing at all. Their name's on the list. for you know, they're, they're traveling, but they're not getting marketed to by the advisor. Um, their average annual spend just over $5,000. Mm-hmm. And then we compare that to the clients who are receiving a, what we call a full marketing plan, a subscription to the Virtuous Life magazine, along with targeted direct mail and email offers. Um, their annual spend tops $22,000 a year. That's a huge so increase. Right. It is four times greater uh, when the client is being marketed to. So, you know, there's proof right there that marketing does work. It has to be the right kind of marketing, of Mm -hmm. course. And, you know, the thing that's really great uh, and what I love about being a marketer of the travel advisor profession and the luxury travel product is that it's a it's one of those universal products that everyone loves. I mean, you know, and, and a lot of consumers do not view that kind of marketing as an intrusion because it's beautiful photos, exotic destinations, and, you know, we all live and live to travel, so to speak. And, and I also think, you know, this is an amazing time for travel advisors because uh, right now people realize that there's just so much information out there, a a flood of data that they, you know, really don't have necessarily all the time to sift through to find out what's real and what's good. And the value of a travel advisor, and people using one inherently know this, is you've got an expert to sift through the options and help you pick the right destinations, the right hotels, um, and and what's, what's right for you. I mean, even if you look at five-star hotels in London, they, they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. They're, you know, if, you're, if you're talking luxury, there's no shortage of amazing properties. But, you know, depending on the type of traveler you are, you know, are you, do you want something traditional and ornate and beautiful in the heart of the city? Or do you want something more modern in a, in a more eclectic neighborhood? Um, two totally different five-star experiences. And so um, it's also in our marketing, we really focus on the value of an advisor. So it's not just about selling beautiful destinations and, and, and five-star accommodations. Our marketing really focuses on what does the advisor bring to the equation for a luxury travel traveler. And it is someone to collaborate with, someone that gets to know you as a person, and someone who um, understands your preferences and your likes um, so that they can actually make sure that you're getting, you know, that your vacation and your leisure travel is something that 
is going to be planned exactly to how you want it to be. And so I think that uh, in a world just where people are bombarded with information, the value proposition of a, of a travel advisor is perfect timing right now. Um, and then when you pair that with um, millennials and Gen X and you know, new generations of, of luxury travelers coming into the mix, uh, people who actually grew up digital first, you know, there is a resurgence of this concept of having white glove service or mm -hmm. having the human, you know, the human being in the transaction yes. uh, as opposed to just dealing with a website or automated anything and everything that we buy these days, right? Um, it's, it's a luxury. And I think, I think for travel advisors, um, there's never been a better time to be in this industry. And so our job is really to, to promote those services along with the fact that you're going to have a really amazing trip. So for advisors, um, the, you know, the time is now. Uh, so the, the question is when, where, how much, you know, how to figure out how much, you know, how much time to carve out to make sure you're talking to not only your best customers, but to a list of prospects as well. I think that's so important and you make a really good point. It's so it's been so fascinating to see how millennials are using travel advisors and how they find it to be rather a novelty and they love having as you say somebody with white glove service who will do all these things for them and provide them with these amazing experiences. It's just been a really delightful thing to see in in the renaissance of the travel advisor industry. Um, let's right. talk about so say a travel advisor actually does have some time in the day, you know, they woke up and something hasn't happened in the world, they don't have to reroute their clients um, and just do a million things that kind of take them away from marketing. So suppose a travel advisor wants to promote themselves in their local market. Uh, there are still consumers who, as you say, don't actually know the value of a travel advisor. So a travel advisor wants to go out, they want their local market to know they're there for them. Do you have any tips on how they can do that? Sure, I, I do. And uh, I think, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but I think you know, the first order of business, if you're part of a consortia, carve out the time to take advantage of all of the amazing marketing that your consortia offers. Um, the first step in that is to have your client and prospect list clean with mm -hmm. proper mailing addresses, um, phone numbers, and email addresses. Um, and that's the unfun part of marketing, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I always equate that to cleaning out the garage. You know, you yeah. need to do it. But boy, that once a year when you get after your garage, you you, you know, you feel, feel like a million bucks when you pull in every day. Um, <laughs> so that, true. That, that, that's, yeah, that's the unfun part of it. But once you do that and you can kind of turn on that faucet of really uh, customized branded marketing in your name to your clients and prospects, it's, it's, it's a game changer because, again, it allows you to, to focus on selling and, and planning travel. But as well, there's other really cool things. And I've seen many virtuous travel advisors take advantage of this, and that is in your local community, there are like-minded businesses who um, – who have the same type of clientele, you know, the high-end mm -hmm. uh, luxury consumer. And so I've seen travel advisors who uh, partner with their local country club and can come in. And a lot of times those people are hosting 
the club is already hosting, you know, wine and cheese dinners and things for their clientele, and they love bringing in a guest speaker. So, you know, there's opportunities there to come in as a as an expert on luxury travel. And again, like I said earlier, that's a topic everyone likes to talk about, yeah. you know. And so, um, I think what advisors need to realize is. They are an expert, and they shouldn't be shy to position themselves as an expert. Um, and so whether it's, you know, a country club or other type of business, uh, I know advisors who have had partnerships with local Mercedes and BMW car dealers where they are allowed to put their marketing, especially if it's, you know, a magazine or something like that, at, in in the offices or in the, in the waiting areas of these luxury car companies. And then, you know, they're kind of partnered with them on events, client events, appreciation events. Uh, The same with financial planners. A lot of virtuoso uh, travel advisors have paired up with uh, high-end wealth managers in their local markets. And this is absolutely the same clientele Mm -hmm. um, because a financial planner who is helping their clients really plan for their future, especially into the retirement years, you know, that's one of the number one things people want to spend their their retirement years doing is traveling. And when a financial advisor, it actually can be uh, something that they they view as a great service to their clients. It's, Let me refer you to this amazing travel advisor I know um, who can help you plan this part of your life as well. Because, you know, one of the things we always talk about at Virtuoso is, why spend so much time as a consumer planning your financial future, and yet you don't turn around and plan for your most valuable, you know, asset, which is your free leisure time. Oh, yeah. And so those are kind of some of the things advisors uh, can do in their local market. And we have, again, a couple that have actually, uh, again, you know, really positioned themselves as an expert and created local partnerships with uh, a TV station, radio station, podcast, or even if they're a great writer, you know, offer to pen a travel article for local community magazines. And uh, it's been great to watch some of these um, travel advisors in their cities appear on a regular basis on their on the local morning show and things like that. Um, So that's that's another great one. And, of course, I'm waiting for you to ask me about social media because <laughs> that's a big one, <laughs> That's right? a big one. It remains uh, the big one, and it's it's free. So, yes, do you have any advice uh, in this day and age for how they should be using social media? I, I do, and I think the first thing is just do it. I yeah. mean, you don't have to be an expert. You know, 10, 12 years ago when this all and when this became a phenomenon, nobody knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all at some point, you know, jumped on and into the unknown and, you know, put in a password and uploaded a headshot and just went yep. for it. Whether it was the wild, wild Facebook west. Or, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, and obviously over the last decade or so, it's gotten more complicated and there's mm-hmm. algorithms and how you reach people. And you know, I won't get into all that. But what I will say is, participate because your best clients are going to come from your circle of friends, neighbors, and your whole sphere of influence. And I watch really good travel advisors who aren't social media experts, but they, the thing that's great about social media, it allows you to share your life and your experiences with your sphere of influence in a very authentic way mm-hmm. and in real time. And so even if you're not an expert on social media, 
but you're like most of us, you know, casual users. I mean, when you go, when you travel, and of course that's something travel advisors do a lot of, you know, you're out there experiencing the world. And obviously a lot of times you're on fam trips or, or you're actually doing it uh, as work, not as a vacation. And when you're working and doing hotel site inspections and experiencing destinations for the first time, get the photos and videos up there. Your yeah. clients will be fascinated with it. And it sends a subliminal message that not I'm an expert because I actually have lived it. I've done it. I've been out there. Um, I travel uh, as often as I can with virtuous advisors at even on vacation because mm-hmm. they're amazing to travel with. And I watch them post things on, on, on Facebook and Instagram, and I watch their clients respond in real time going, I want to talk about this very trip you're on when mm-hmm. you get back. It yes. looks amazing. You know, and so, um, you know, again, travel – Travel is one of those products that's sold through beautiful imagery, and social media allows everybody to be able to do that. And I think so many of us, because we do travel so much, we take it for granted, and we're so used to it, and we don't realize how excited people are just to see it could be a beautiful hotel pool, a cocktail, the ocean, whatever you, wherever you are, you know, it doesn't have to be the most phenomenal photo. It should be a good quality photo, but it can just be simply where you are and someone seeing it will say to themselves or to you, if they get in touch, I want to be where you are right now. I mean, that's pretty easy if you think about it. It is. It is. And I think also, also you have an opportunity to showcase your expertise Mm -hmm. or what you're learning on your trip. So, for example, just those little insider tips, um, when, you know, you get to a destination and you decide, I'm going to walk the beach first, even though I've got, you know, horrendous jet lag. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're like, okay, that was exactly what I needed. And I ended up, I ended up you know, staying up all afternoon, which is what I hope to do. Um, and so those little pieces dropped in with your beautiful shot of the beach, you know, kind of is is your way of sharing little tidbits of information and tips and expertise along the way. And all that is doing is help build your brand um, as, a, as a travel expert. And then I kind of, you know, one other thing, you know, I'd like to kind of, kind of touch on as well mm-hmm. is tips and advice. You know, I watch that happen all the time in, in our Virtuoso network. A lot of times the content that we write in our magazines and publish on our website for advisors to use, that's the stuff they share the most because, you know, we've done stories on, you know, 10 hidden gym museums in Paris. It's kind of that in the know uh, or 20 packing tips that will change the way you travel. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that stuff. because. Yes. That's information that's easily digestible and easily actionable. Again, and anytime it's in a in a, the form of a advice or tips or, or sharing of information, that's that content again is great for your clients, but also it serves to subliminally position you as the expert that you are. Um, you know, we did another story one time on how to tip around the world. Oh yeah. I mean, really, you know, really useful stuff 
that even experienced travelers have questions about and, and didn't even, you know, didn't even think to ask before they go. And then they're there and they're like, oh, wow. It can be like one <laughs> of the most customer? stressful things in the world when you don't know how to tip. <laughs> it's like it just ruins the whole experience you've just had because you're like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if that's a, yeah. an American thing or not, but we worry about it so much. But you, you don't think about it until the time comes and you want to be really fully armed with that knowledge. You just feel you're so much more in control of the situation and that makes you much happier. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing I also want to add, and that is, you know, the way all of us view quote unquote marketing, right? Mm -hmm. If you really think about it, marketing in its truest form is just an authentic conversation between you and your clients or your prospective clients. And when you view marketing that way, um, it kind of changes it, right? And so, you know, it's the sharing of knowledge, the sharing of your personality, of who you are. And that's one of the things I love about social media so much is because it allows your personality to shine through. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real conversation, you know, in your voice. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And it, it, it really kind of allows you to, you know, just even from whatever photo you take or angle you shoot or what you choose to share says a lot about who you are. I think that's so smart. And that, that takes the scary part away from it. You don't have to kind of wake up and like think, oh, I have to become this person who's like so polished and rehearse and be a salesperson. Um, just be who you are. Let your knowledge come through. Let your personality come through. And maybe with that, can we circle back to kind of becoming a TV expert in your local area? I think that's fascinating. And we we see some advisors who are just amazing at this. Um, do you have any tips on that? Because that could be very scary, but perhaps they can take the same advice about kind of being yourself on TV, right. and that's going to go a very well, long way. Yeah, and I wouldn't recommend anybody attempt to do that without a little bit of media training yeah. and, and, and some research. Maybe it's maybe it's you go online. And I would also say, um, no matter how much media training you've had, I promise you the first time you try to do that, you're going to be scared out of your mind. And that's <laughs> healthy, that's good, and that's normal. Uh, but I think... Um, I, I, I've watched advisors have really great success with this. And, you know, again, sharing your knowledge, being prepared, you know, making sure you, you've talked with the media outlet and you understand what they're going to ask you so you don't get any surprises. Um, yeah. And usually things like the morning shows and things like that in your local community are very friendly and they're, they're, they're not going to, you know, throw you a curveball and, and throw you off your game intentionally. However, you know, when you're on a show talking about travel and you're talking about the, you know, the benefits to cruising or, or, you know, pick anything, you know, uh, your top five picks for summer vacation, for example. I mean, yeah. if you're pitching a media outlet, you kind of, they're looking for those kinds of stories that feel topical, you know, because obviously sh shows and programs are looking for content that is current and what's new, what's hot. That's always, you know, that's kind of the the themes they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can fill that void. And, and, and you, you know, m most advisors can spout off that information that they just know inherently, right? Right. Um, and I'd say the only other tip would be just, you know, if, if you're in that situation, and this is true of even not being on TV, but being interviewed by your local media, because that's another, that's another way to get your name out there is uh, you know, reaching out to all the media outlets in your community, offering to be a resource. Now, a lot of times your local paper or, or, or 
you know, media company will reach out to you because they want commentary when there's something awful going on in the yeah. world, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you just need to be careful to understand, you know, if you're going to be asked those kinds of questions, the things that how you would answer those. And typically it is that, you know, the decision to go or not go when something's going on in the world is certainly a personal choice. Um, but, you know, I, I would just say that that's one of the things just to know and understand. You might be asked a question that you weren't prepared to answer, and it's okay not to comment. Or it's okay, you know, what I would, mm. one piece of advice I would give anyone who's being interviewed, whether it's live or whether it's for a story, is to, uh, you know, don't feel like you have to answer every single question in some great detail if you're not an expert in that topic. Um, you know, it's okay to say, you know, travel in, in times of, of strife is a personal choice and everybody's got a different, you know, level of risk tolerance. And that's what I talk to my clients about. And then you can pivot and change the subject to, you know, what you came there to talk about. So, you know, that's kind of in the, in that's the week a, a bit tip. about... You, you know, some tips on that. Um, but I also I also didn't want to forget to mention, I thought of it a second ago when I was going on and on, and, and, and that is one of the best, there's two amazing marketing opportunities um, that you want to be sure that you seize. And the first one is after the trip is planned, but they haven't traveled yet. Mm -hmm. And if you've got clients taking a larger trip or a big vacation, um, sometimes that there could be several months but between the time that they, they plan and they book it and then they actually go. This is an opportunity for you to market and really shine because um, part of the fun of a trip is the anticipation of the trip. Yep. So if you've got a client that's booked – Australia, New Zealand, and this is someplace they've always wanted to go, sending them some articles you run across um, uh, before they go, sending them, um, you know, you, whether you send a, move, you know, a movie or just a list of movies, here's some great movies that I've found that will really get you in the mood for, for this next journey that you're going to. Mm -hmm. Great um, idea. So it's, yeah, so it's, it's building all the fun and anticipation uh, before they go. And then, of course, I think you know where I'll go with the next one, which is um, one of the most important things um, in, in, in the process is the communication after the trip. Yes. And um, we did a survey of consumers, it's now about five or six years ago, and we asked Virtuoso clients to rank the 10 most important things of working with a travel advisor, and we asked travel advisors that same thing. And the consumer ranked a phone call after the trip as the number one most important thing to do, which the advisors had that halfway down the list. Mm -hmm. um, but, if, but if you think about it, um, that is your opportunity to share the joy and when they come back of all the things they did. And they're now telling you, they're writing your own ad for you to book their next trip. Right? Touch them in that moment. Yes, absolutely. In the moment when they're, when they're most excited. Um, and, you know, one thing about that is I, I don't know if this is true of everyone, but I find my family when we're on a trip, we're actually always talking about the next place because we're yes. having such a great time. It's where are we going next? So as an advisor, when they come back and they're excited and they're happy, what a great time to catch them uh, in a conversation about their next trip. And then the other reason to do it is because if something went wrong, 
just being the fact that you called and they're able to voice that is 90% of the battle that they feel heard because, you know, sometimes, yes. you know, things go wrong out of everyone's control. Right. And, um, and, and this is just an opportunity to learn from it and see what you can do next time to, to change a certain aspect of the trip or overcome a, uh, something that went wrong. And, and it's just so wise to uncover those issues right after their back and deal with them and and you know then then you can move on and and I think people value somebody that's willing to hear them out if if there was a certain aspect that didn't happen exactly that's, as planned that's so true and it's great for them to kind of get it off their chest just to to voice it otherwise you almost dwell on things like that even if you've had an amazing experience and no you don't get to talk about like something as you say went wrong that no one could control you remember that and then you start thinking oh we feel annoyed and maybe you blame the travel advisor or whatever but just kind of hashing it out when you when you get home and, and getting it right off your chest is a great idea and for yeah. the advisor to give them the opportunity to do that is is the perfect move yeah, and you know one one other thing I'd like to say because you know marketing can be, um, it can be you can you can define marketing in a very very wide swath of of, of a definition. Yes, <laughs> and some little tiny things to be sure and not overlook. Your email signature line is a marketing opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to promote whether you've won an award or you have an accreditation or you're part of a particular supplier partners top producer club. Um, so think about your signature line on the hundreds of emails you send every week. Mm -hmm. Are you saying something there that might be, you know, interesting? Um, are you, you know, is your link to your, your, your profile on your website there? You know, I hope so. Um, and also another place to consider, um, as marketing, another little tip is your out-of-office message. Oh, for sure. You know, that's an opportunity to let your personality shine, to tell people where you're traveling, not only when you'll be back and how they can get a hold of you or who they should call in your absence, but you can make – I've seen the most creative and fun out-of-office messages. Um, and, and one that we love uh, is when advisors are going to industry events – so in particular, Virtuous Advisors, when they uh, make the pilgrimage to Las Vegas every August for Virtuous Travel Week or any other event we have, you know, we actually say position this as you are on at this industry event and you're going shopping on their behalf. So smart. And you're going, you know, you're going to meet um, tour tour companies and hotels and people from destinations all around the world. And, and so this is an opportunity. Tell me what you want me to shop for. And so you can do that as an outreach on an email, or you can put it in your out of office message. But, you know, the idea that not just that you're out of the office for a week because you're at an event, but you're actually working on their behalf, um, to find those amazing uh, places and experiences uh, that you think that they'll want. So that yeah. would be my, my final tip. That's yeah. a great one. And you're getting the client so excited about the fact that you're there and you're learning all this great stuff and they can't wait for you to come back or you're, you're asking them just to send you some questions and what suppliers do you want to know about and what destinations. So smart. Instead exactly. of just getting an out of office, I'm not here to help you right now. Contact someone right. for help. <laughs> right, right. Great. You know, you just, as a travel advisor, you know, any who is, you know, in any profession, I mean, you are a marketer and you probably are better at, better at it than you think you are. Um, it's just 
kind of seizing those little opportunities um, where they and they're they're. There are some easy ones right there that, that, that aren't too hard to tackle. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, there's a little bit of advice uh, tucked in these last, this last half hour to, uh, for people to Lots people of great stuff. Lots of great stuff. And some of it's right in front of us that they can do right now. And just, you know, as you say, the email signature, um, connecting mm-hmm. with other luxury suppliers in your neighborhood, using your network. Don't forget that your consortium is there to help you clean up your database. So many great tips. Um, well, Terry, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. It's really been a pleasure. I think we could go for another three hours, but I'm going to let you go now. I'd love to have you back at your convenience because there's just so much to chat about. Um, But thanks for joining us this morning. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Terry, for these great marketing tips. I'm sure our audience found them extremely helpful. Be sure to join us again soon for our next episode of Selling Luxury.